On this episode of Come Pray With Me, I interview Amelia Butler. She is both an educator and a performer who founded Learn Maori Abroad, a learning program dedicated to teaching Maori culture and language around the world. She will be sharing what inspired her to create the program, as well as the recent revival in efforts of teaching others indigenous languages. Hi, Ms. Butler. It's wonderful to have you on the show today as our guest. Kia ora, Sarah. It's um, lovely to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. So my first question is, how was Learn Maori Abroad started? Well, I started it when I was living in LA. I'm actually currently in Memphis, Tennessee now. Um, but I basically wanted to start my own business. And I was thinking about, you know, what could I start? What am I good at? And, you know, it came to me that like, oh, I could teach te reo Māori um, to Kiwis living abroad. And so um, I ended up posting in a few Facebook groups for Kiwis or New Zealanders living in the States. And, you know, I had a few people respond. So I thought, okay, great, I'm going to do this. And I wrote my Māori language curriculum. And, yeah, just kind of went from there. My first class was a class of 10 Kiwis who lived in New York. And I would Zoom in um, and teach them online on the live video there from Los Angeles. And so that was in 2018 now. So, yeah, we've been going ever since then. That's amazing. So what sort of courses do you offer to people? So we do a whole range of things. So um, our first part of Learn Māori Abroad is we offer Māori language classes. So we teach beginners, advanced beginners, intermediate uh, and conversational courses. Um, those are the group courses. And then I also teach one-on-one -on -one lessons. So those who want a more customized approach and just want that one-on-one -on -one interaction, uh, we offer those too. And then as well as Te Reo Māori, the Māori language, I also teach haka and poi workshops. So um, the poi balls, we, I do the long poi and short poi, and then the haka, which is our traditional Māori war dance. Um, so I do those workshops. And then we also have a performance group, which is based in Los Angeles, and we perform our traditional songs and dances. That's really cool. So uh, you mentioned the haka, which is a traditional dance from the Maori people. Could you explain the significance behind this dance? Sure. So the haka has a lot of significance for us as Maori because traditionally it was used in warfare and battles. And so what would happen is, you know, two Maori tribes would be going to battle each other and the haka would be performed before the battle occurred. And the hope was that the haka would be so scary, so fierce that the battle wouldn't even happen. Um, so um, that's how it was traditionally. Um, nowadays, though, haka is used for many different things. Um, there's haka to celebrate weddings, anniversaries, birthdays. Um, people often perform the haka, you know, for sports events. The All Blacks rugby team do a haka before every one of their rugby games. Um, we've also seen haka being used 
as a form of protest. There was a haka performed for the Black Lives Matter protest in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, and haka is also part of our kapa haka, our traditional Māori performing arts. So you'll see it on the stage at competitions and at cultural festivals. It's definitely fascinating to see how it's evolved over time and how there's all these different uses for it now. So I, another thing you mentioned earlier was the uh, the poi workshops where you make the poi. Could you explain a little bit more about what they are and how they're used in dances? Sure. So the poi, um, so the poi, it's, it's one of our dances within our traditional dances, but it's also um, what we actually use to do the dance. So the poi is essentially a ball on a string and you know you swing them around and poi were traditionally used as weapons. So they'd actually be made from flax and a stone um, to create that ball part and then the flax would be woven to create the string. Um, they're also used for coordination, hand-eye coordination and you know, to help the joints um, create the joints to be supple for warriors going out into battle. So, you know, it was a big part of our um, traditional modako Māori martial arts. Um, but as time went on, poi was then used in our performing arts. So it's often performed now on stages with Polynesian groups, um, also in competitions. And there are, you know, there's the long poi, there's the short poi, and then as well as the single poi, there's also the double, double poi. So um, it's really fun to watch. And, you know, there's some very talented poi dancers who um, can do a lot of, of amazing moves with the poi. That's pretty cool. That reminds me, um, one of the more recognizable sources of Maori culture that people might be familiar with is the band Patea Maori Club and their uh, biggest hit was called Poie and it features uh, traditional poi dancing. And if uh, the translations of the lyrics I've read are correct, it sort of uh, uses the poi as a metaphor for preserving, uh, you know, Maori culture and uh, Maori language and history, but also, you know, still being very much engaged with the modern world and the rest of society. So why is it so important that we have resources like yours that help preserve these things? Um, well, I think, I think that's, that's such a great question, Sarah, and I really, I love that song, Poie, and my Kapahaka group, we actually do our poi routine to that particular song, um, and then it's really fun because there's that little breakdown, um, we're on the video, there's like break dances, you know, and so then we do a little kind of a little hip hop section there, which is always fun, um, but I think it's just important for us to preserve our traditional songs and dances, and our culture and our language, because you know, if we don't do the work now, if we don't preserve them and learn them and learn about them, we just won't have them to pass on to our future generations. And you know, with my work here in America, sharing you know Maori culture and Maori language, you know, it's, it's such a vital um, thing for me to be doing, just because. There's a lot of Māori here in the America and around the world who are disconnected from the culture. And so it's one way for them to reclaim the culture and be a part of the movement to revitalize our language. Um, and then for those who are, you know, the non-Māori, they're Pākehā, they're from New Zealand. It's also wonderful for them to be a part of, you know, the Māori culture, which is 
you know, a marker for the greater New Zealand culture and to be able to connect to New Zealand while living abroad. And then I also have a lot of um, tauiwi, a lot of people who are, they're not New Zealanders, they're not Māori, um, they just love, love Māori culture or they've been to New Zealand, they just feel like a connection with the culture. And so it's great for um, them too, because then they get to connect in a very real way with the culture, especially over COVID where, you know, the borders were closed, no one could go to New Zealand. So a great way to connect with the culture um, from wherever you are in the world. So yeah, my, my classes are open to everyone. Um, anyone is welcome to join. Um, and yeah, I think it's important, not just for us, you know, as Māori um, to revitalize and reclaim our culture, but also for our indigenous whānau, our indigenous brothers and sisters who live, you know, around the world as well, because it does, um, you know, we're, we're all the same when it comes down to it. We all have those same roots, all the indigenous cultures. And so my classes are even a vehicle for other indigenous people to connect back to their own indigeneity. So, so yeah, lots of, lots of great reasons to um, keep, keep the classes going and just to keep the movement happening um, of people wanting to learn. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And from a linguistic perspective, it's, absolutely vital you know and I have a lot of uh, respect and admiration for all these different uh, revival efforts that have been going on around the world and I've had a couple uh, different guests like that on the show like another guest helps with Yiddish workshops with revitalizing that and then uh, I have a family friend who's Ojibwe and he also does language efforts and um, in the states there's been a bigger push for the Navajo language because um, the, the Navajo wind talkers were a big part of how the U.S. helped defeat the uh, Axis powers in World War II because the code, which was just their language, was pretty much unbreakable. Nobody was ever able to crack it. So I just feel like there's so much that you can learn from it from all sorts of different perspectives, regardless of whether or not you're a part of that culture or not. Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, um, it, it's just so important because without these languages, we lose access to a whole, a whole world, a whole worldview, a whole way of doing things, a whole culture, a whole set of beliefs. And language really gives us that access into learning, you know, about a whole nother um, a whole nother way, a, a whole nother group of people think and experience the world. And so I think that can really, you know, really give us this kind of, it's invaluable really when you think about it to be able to be exposed to this whole other world that you wouldn't be able to be exposed to um, otherwise. Did you have anything else you'd like to talk about on the show today while you're here? Well, I think, you know, if you do have any listeners who are interested in learning te reo Māori, um, I would love to have them in my class. Our next beginner's class for the UK, uh, for the US and Canada, as well as Europe for this kind of time zone, it starts next month. It's on a Saturday morning, um, depending on your time zone, but it starts August 20th. So, you know, if there are 
learners, uh, people interested in learning the Maori language, that will be a beginner's level course. So it's just a great way to get a taste of the language. It runs for eight weeks. Um, it's one and a half hours every week. So for those who are interested, um, would love to have you. Um, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram, Learn Maori Abroad. Um, we're, we're on all the kind of social media platforms. Um, otherwise, our website is www.learnmaoriabroad.com. Um, I also forgot to mention earlier that we also run cultural classes. So every month I have a cultural practitioner come in and teach, you know, an element of our culture. So I've had, you know, people come in and teach on weaving or um, Maori movement or, you know, our traditional Maori instruments. So we've had all sorts of different things. And um, so that, that's something else that we offer and that maybe your listeners might be interested in. Um, I know this weekend we actually have a yoga class coming up, but the yoga class will be taught in the Maori language. So even though yoga is not from our culture, um, the language that she'll be using is, is in Te Reo Maori. So yeah, um, we'd love to have you alone to any of our you know, workshops or our classes. Um, so you can find out more and we'd love to share our beautiful culture with you and your listeners. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you as a guest on the show today. E haerera. Oh, haerera e hoa nga mehinui. Thank you so much for having me. If you're interested in learning more about Maori language and culture, visit www.learnmaoriabroad.com.